Hello, and welcome back to Upgrade Comics, where we review, discuss, and occasionally debate great comic book content. I'm your host, Jay, and I'm here with my two amazing co-hosts, Joel and Matches. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. It's good to be back. It's been too long, far too long. So thank you for all the subscribers that have stayed with us. Yeah, we've had an increase in the subscribers, so maybe we should take another break. <laughs> and uh, back to Matches, how are you doing, man? Yeah, not bad. Thanks. Ready for this. Ready for X-Men, yeah? Most importantly, guys, this show isn't sponsored by anybody, so make sure you hit that subscribe button and comment below. Um, <laughs> we're going to be discussing part three of our three-part video for X-Men, the movie franchise. Did it fail? Did it succeed? What are the high, high points and the low points? Today, we're going to be discussing the new generation. We'll get into that um, following First Class, Days of Future Past, um, Phoenix, and also Apocalypse, but not in that order. Um, we're going to start with um, matches this week. We'll start with X-Men First Class. So it's just setting the uh, the overall stage of, of First Class um, when it came out. Matches, what were your initial thoughts on the film? Did you think it was a success? Did you think it was a failure? Um, your thoughts, please. Yeah, just, just um, run it back. What was the last one before First Class? Uh, just before First Class, it was... Is remember, uh, it was uh, the Wolverine. Wolverine, and so the the last X Men film was uh, the last X Men official X Men yeah. film was um, Last Stand. <laughs> yeah, so I think this is this is what exactly what my feeling was because I remember watching it thinking, "Wow, that's a really big step up," but <laughs> I'm probably just comparing it to Last Stand. Yeah. Um, it was. It, it was it had good potential in the film, I think, first class. I mean, I did like that even though they did it was the first time we actually saw them sort of trying to wear the costume. Um, even though I wasn't too happy with the costume. Um, I wanted it to be the actual ones in the comics, but they did try to make an effort with the costume. Mm. Um I think I think that's the best way to explain that film, to be fair. I think it's they tried. Um they they put characters in there. Um, but they, some of the characters were they're in were in there just to be killed off as well. Um, yeah. I felt like they they really could have used some of the characters a bit more, but they didn't. Um, um, the evolution was it, Darwin. What's his what's his Darwin. name? Darwin. Yeah, I was quite upset that they killed him off really quickly. Um, yeah. It was quite a throwaway to even put him in there and then just throw him away. Yeah, they um, black man off quite quick. Yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> um, and he's he's actually a really really powerful character as well. Yeah. Um, and just to have a scene where he's just killed off and used as to show how strong the body is, mm. um, I was quite upset with that. Um, and then the, the, I can't remember the girl with the the wings as well. Mm. She didn't really do much. Any, yeah, yeah, sort of sort of angel. Um, she didn't show up in anything else, did she? No, they killed her off after, after, <laughs> yeah. that, after yeah. that film. Most of the first class ended up dead. So yeah, yeah. Off screen as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think where's that they tried? Um, there were some good standouts as well. Um, obviously, Magneto, young Magneto, and young Xavier. Whoa, it really does set them up for a good, a good um run. And they do really well in in their acting and and seeing how their how their um, sort of ideologies clash with each other, but they're still friends. That's really cool to see in first class. But 
apart from that, it, it, it was just a film that I felt that they tried, but they didn't get right. Um, okay. I think that's my thoughts, yeah. Okay. Um, Joel, what, what are your thoughts when you watch First Class? I, I might have this down as my, my third or my second favourite X-Men film to be oh, honest wow. yeah 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 i can i can understand everything you said there matches about yeah i'm like well what killing off darwin straight away um a lot of the characters were throwaway characters but but you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head when you said there um when they <laughs> when charles and and um and eric were they had the different views yeah different yeah ideologies yeah ideologies it's such a uh, i'm fascinated by, by by all that sort of stuff really but anytime um a superhero film tries to do something different from a superhero film and yeah. this, this was a james bond film in many ways wasn't it a yeah. crime um so seeing seeing eric going around trying to hunt down um footloose guy uh what's he called uh help me out that's it I absolutely adored, adored that 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 I can't I can't think of the word now, but the um that that James Bond feel to it, again yeah. op- opening with the the World War Two uh, more in depth understanding mm. of of what Eric had to go through. This film, it's it's not a, again a match probably why you don't like it, but it's not an X Men film. This is a yeah. a film about Charles and Eric and how they became. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, basically, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I, I, I love from my, from my favorite parts of the film is when and they're playing chess together, yeah. and, and and Charles says something along the lines of, um, "That's going to help me out, guys." But killing Shaw won't bring you peace, and then Magneto's like, "Peace, peace was, was never an option." option. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that depth explains their characters so well, you know, and uh, so yeah, I, for that, I, I, I love it, and I love the the period piece, isn't it? I can't remember what, is it the seventies it's in. Yeah, the Cuban Cuban uh, missiles. Cuban missile yeah, crisis. So, I think. Yeah, yeah, sixties yeah. or seventies. Yeah, yeah. So just those elements is what what, what fascinates me. Uh, but again, it, it's not an X Men film, is it? What it is, no. but it's not. It's not from the comics. The, the costumes, I love seeing the costumes from the. Um, I can't remember what generation that is, isn't it? But the. What, what, almost what you're wearing yeah. now in many ways but, but, but blue their matches yeah. but yeah, yeah. No, so it's got a lot a lot a lot to love but I can understand why you wouldn't like it matches also no, no Cyclops as well but. <laughs> <laughs> no, there is there is actually a brief cameo of Cyclops but it's a young Cyclops it's when um, Charles Xavier first plugs into Cerebro all oh, right, and one, of, oh, yes. yeah, and one of the first or the first X Men that we're searching around the world, he he actually spots Cyclops. So there he, he is in the film technically, but yeah. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> <laughs> I just used to wipe your sweat, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just before the comments kick in, I thought I'd just jump in, but um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, I just you know, I understand both of your your points of view. Um, it's definitely not an X Men film. Definitely not an X Men film. It is an it is a a very detailed character study of Charles Xavier and and, um, and Magneto. And what I for me what I enjoyed about this film is it was the first X Men film that I think it was fun. If you look, look back yeah. on what we've had previously, 
and it's not ha ha funny it's not like laugh at like origins was a joke that i i can laugh at that film but <laughs> origins was a joke this this was more of a light-hearted fun um like you said like a kind of like a james magneto james bond him oh. going to different countries and taking out uh nazis and hunting down um kevin bacon or, or footloose guy. Yeah. Footloose. <laughs> the footloose guy but i really enjoy it was it was a very fast tempo like a 60s 70s bond film where mm. where it was the the just the clothes and the music that was used and what i enjoyed is and what i really enjoy in most comic book things are is when they mix real life events with oh. um uh with comic books so the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm. I thought that was such a clever use and trying to suggest that, trying to suggest that um, mutants were at fault for causing the Cuban Missile Crisis. They were behind mm. the scenes. And then they did it again in the next film, which we'll discuss in Days of Future Past, when they said that Magneto um, curved the bullet. Oh, yes. Yeah. That, that use of iconic things in our history but mm. involving x-men and mutants just adds a, a few more layers to this world and i thought it was done really 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 well like i i enjoyed watching the i enjoyed watching conversations with charles i enjoyed watching conversations with with eric mystique was a hit and a miss it was before jennifer gardner got massive and huge yeah. but you could see that it the, the seeds were laid there where in the next one they, she she was a massive star. By the time the next one came out, she was a huge star. But she she was solid in her performance. Um, you had a young Hank McCoy, um, him explaining uh, the origins of the jet. It was it, I I enjoy as I said before I enjoy origin films. So I thought this was a nice little hint and a nice segue into if this was going to be before the X Men films. I thought it was do, done done really really well. Um, anything you want to throw in? Emma Frost got a lot of hate, I know, online in this film. I can't remember the actress, which is cool, <laughs> yeah. but I thought she did a good, good enough job. Like, I, I can't see why everyone, everyone hated her. I don't know if you guys had the same opinion. I, I, <laughs> I, I did, I did, I didn't have a bad opinion of her. I thought she was quite good on, good on yeah. screen, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't really understand why there was so much hate. I think when, when the, the problem is when you say you're introducing Emma Frost or Darwin or angel or uh havoc is another one who they introduced in this film and i think i remember matches when they said they were introducing havoc before they introduced yeah um, before they introduced cyclops i know you were pissed but um, <laughs> when when you say you're dropping these characters into a film you kind of expect more and especially someone like emma frost who's so strongly connected to the hellfire club which is um, um shaw's shaw's organization or kevin bacon's organization I think people were expecting slightly more and they weren't happy with her overall involvement in the films. But that is one major criticism that they throw names in there and they don't really fulfill them for any reason. Yeah, and I think exactly. that goes down to that kind of goes down to no one at the studio really understanding the depth of these characters, if that makes sense. Like they they get they get the ProSX, they get the Magneto, but if you're gonna throw someone in like Havoc. Or you're going to throw someone in like an Emma Frost or Shaw or a Darwin. They're not, these people aren't throwaway characters. They've got decades of history that a lot of fans appreciate and love. So just 
throwing them in for its sake and then killing them off within a few movies isn't really you don't see marvel do it let's just say that apart from quicksilver i'd say yeah is one where they killed him off and that was a shock where it's like you didn't see that coming like you didn't <laughs> you didn't tell, <laughs> yeah. i didn't, definitely didn't see it coming because they they rarely do it but with the x-men films you they kind of like if you're not the big star or you're not the big draw they'll trot you to the side um very good that's probably match well matches you're better off talking to me but um x-men is all about ev- everyone is just as important uh, as, as the other member yeah, whereas exactly. these in these films it's it's about it's about some mystique um etc etc isn't it so what you just said there they've just chucked away characters who should have been on par with with magneto on par with 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 um uh, charles xavier in it but i guess yeah. matches your you you agree isn't it? like you you yeah. wanted a team a team of x-men didn't you yeah 100 percent. i think especially um growing up watching um well watching the original but then also actually really falling in love with x-men evolution and realizing the young X-Men thinking, oh, maybe, maybe this is what we're going to get, um, which is completely different, which is fine with the way that they went with, they went sort of went with the Xavier um, Magneto storyline, which is good. But it just, like I said, they, they seem to use the X-Men name for spin-offs when it should actually just be, if they kept it as a spin-off, I would have been like, okay, that's a spin-off. It's not actual X-Men film, um, which was just. Yeah. This- yeah. I, I i mean for for me we're, we're going to our scores and we're going to our scores in a second what how what we rate how we rate this film but for me when it came out and i, I remember watching it quite a few times it, it gave me unfortunately it gave me a bit of hope that the x-men franchise could be yeah. revived in the in the correct direction just because i thought they did a very good job in understanding magneto and xavier mm-hmm. um and I think it's why I enjoyed it so much previously. It's still a good film to watch. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not, it's not obscene. It's not, there's nothing that will keep you away from it. It's, it's just a, a nice, it's kind of like a popcorn flick. Like you just put on and switch your brain off. There's some amazing scenes. And my favorite scene in the film is when, um, when Charles is trying to get uh, Magneto to turn the satellite dish. Mm. And, he oh, tapped, yeah. and he taps into his <laughs> his earliest memory with yes. his mother and he said i didn't know even though that was in there and charles's response is and this is going from memory charles's response is um there's good in you i felt it you, you your your strength is 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 in good um not the anger um that that scene is fantastic that scene is so so good so well acted and it yeah. hits to the core of their friendship that charles is always trying to bring that goodness out in in eric uh, and he won't awesome. he won't ever give up on him he will never give up on him um at all and it, you'd think like the, when he has to explain to the x-men like why are you still standing by this guy after they've had so many battles with him but he still looks after eric and he still hopes that he'll turn good in the end so yeah that's my favorite scene if, if i had to rate the film out of 10 like joe uh, like Joel, honestly, in the context of the X Men, I would probably give it a seven. I thought it was, I thought it was brilliant. Okay. Not brilliant, yeah. but I thought it was a very good film. Um, Joel, what would you give out of ten? Yeah, also, uh, thank you for bringing up that that memory. I forgot completely about that scene. So it's a very powerful scene, isn't it? Emotional. Powerful, yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's probably my 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 third probably favorite X Men. So I, I give it an eight. 
out of 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Matthias, you're going to give it a blow five? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't give it a blow five. I think I'd probably just give it a, a six, um, okay. but Whoa. a very generous six, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, okay, so, I mean, we'll move on to um, the next one, which is Days of Future Past. I'll let Joel go first on this one. Um, thoughts on Days of Future Past? Did you enjoy it? Does it hold up? It's uh, I'm mixed on on this. To be honest, Ooh, okay. the, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, the um the the comic is not that good, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, com- <laughs> the comic's not good. Um, but the animated series, if anybody wants yes. to watch, they adapted certain aspects of it and they twist it, and it is done beautifully. Yes. Season is... one, episode eleven. It's a two-parter. Days of future. Day, no, no, days of. Fu- I watched it the other day. Days of future past. Days of yeah. future past. Absolutely brilliant. But sorry, Joel. No, that's what I was say. Yeah, the comic's terrible, isn't it? But, but that that the cartoon from the animated series and Wolverine and the X Men um, cartoon. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Yeah, 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 I, did, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it's amazing. So that those those cartoons elevated the Days of the Future uh, Past logo to another level so I, yeah. when, when i heard about this film i was so excited and mm. and the opening to this film my yeah. days yeah. my days man yeah. um so yeah you, those seeing which is what matches uh, you go on to later but seeing the x-men fighting together and fighting yeah. well to complement each other's fighting that's what we wanted from an x-men film and we got it in the first five minutes of this film so excited in it and then again skipping skipping a lot but getting um Toward the end, when you're seeing people die, seeing Storm die, you know, seeing everyone, ah, mind blown. I was like, whoa, this is, I love, I love this sort of sort of stuff. Um, I think where the film lets me down is the Sentinels. There's the oh, this. Thank you, yeah. John. Yeah, thank man, you, Joe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, I, I, I loved, I love loads of it. I love the Wolverine going back in time. Uh, but we wanted to see the X Men fighting Sentinels, and we didn't, we didn't get that. We we got the future Sentinels, but we didn't get the original Sentinels. And that, that is Days of Future Past, isn't it? And, and, and the X-Men. When you think of the X-Men, you think of, of Sentinels. Uh, we, we've never had that in any of these films. It's, it's unbelievable. But, um, but, you know, again, great film. It's, yeah, I think it's a great film. Yeah, time, time travel, period piece, uh, focusing on, on, on Wolverine. I, I love Wolverine. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of negatives here. Like you got, I'm sure it matches your points some out. But other than the, the Sentinels <laughs> and, and Mystique as well, you know, she definitely becomes a, a, a central piece. Um, I'm not a fan of Jennifer Lawrence anyway. Um, so to to have her become a, a centerpiece of the X Men uh, definitely gets me angry. Yeah, but uh, but matches matches. Let rip, man. God, what's going on? Firstly. I don't know if you can hear that on, but that's me clapping, Joel. That's a standing <laughs> ovation for, you, for your little speech there, Joel. Honestly, you literally took the words right out of my mouth. Exactly spot on. Um, going, the film, I think, if we just remove the X-Men name for, for a second, the film is actually really, really, um, really good. Um, how it's directed and the storyline, the flow, it, it, it's a good film. But removing that it is not an X-Men film. For me personally, it is not what I wanted. It, um, partly, maybe expectations, what I had in my head of what I wanted, but Jolly hit nail on the head. 
is I wanted to see Sentinel. It is the one time where the X-Men can actually unleash their powers now. They're against robots. Okay, so you, it doesn't have to be they're harming humans or they're harming other people. They can show it on screen now. They can unleash their powers. We saw it. They hinted at it in the first five minutes. They showed us, okay, this is what the film is. This is potentially what they can do. This is potentially what the film is going to be. But apart from that scene, there is no action scene that I can think of in the film. I can only think of that scene. And then that is it, to be fair. There's no actual action scene. And this is, these are the, the Sentinels well, are the one thing where I think the X-Men can actually let her rip with their powers and you just don't get it. And I'm, I think, I think I've only seen it a few times this film because I've been so disappointed that even Wolverine, I know that because of what happened in his, in his previous film, he had the bone claws. Um, yeah, not what I wanted because I really wanted, like I said, I wanted him to actually go berserker rage on on the sentinels i mean there's a great scene in the animated where he gets locked in i think it's is it him and gambit, it's um, him and gambit with yeah. the same it was sentinel, <laughs> and then he pushes he pushes gambit out and then yes. he takes all of the sentinels on himself i mean <laughs> yeah. come on how, how amazing would that look on screen but yeah. they didn't they didn't do that he because he had his bone claws he couldn't he couldn't rip the sh- sentinels to shred um and then Cyclops again. There's so many characters that I felt like they had their time to shine with the Sentinels, but they really they didn't go down that route. Um, so yeah, really disappointed with the film in terms of action and not really bringing out the X Men. But in terms of actual filmmaking, I think he did do a good job with directing, but it just wasn't the X Men film. Mm, yeah, well said. Okay. Um, no, I, I, I completely agree with, with both of you. I think this is Ryan Singer's return, wasn't it, to the X-Men franchise? Um, mm. I know I, I just put it on just before we, we, we started recording and, and even the, the intro music. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I think I watched it with you matches in the cinema. And yeah, that's it. Yeah. When the, when the music came on, we were like, yes. Like, yeah. I, I pre- previously, I've never really enjoyed the X-Men intros, but when I heard it again from the first two films and then heard it again in future past, I was like, yes. Um, but the way I can describe this film, it's very similar to X2, but rather than Wolverine being the central character, it's Mystique. Um, yeah. well I think the story is very well done. Um, I, well, the way they introduced the, the Vietnam peace accords and, um, the present, the in, in terms of merging the previous, the previous cast with the cut or the new cast, the next generation cast, it's. I thought that was done really, really well. You get to see the classic Charles Xavier and Magneto, and then also the new Charles Xavier and Magneto, which we enjoyed in in first class. But you're right. This this film where it really lacks is is the overall villain of the film there's not you've got trask who's just a side character but the sentinel should have been that big set piece that big masterpiece at the end um and the problem is is because they went down a road of charles xavier not having his school of mutants there it was a case of the only people that were there to fight the the sentinels were beast who 
likes to transform but doesn't like to transform. I didn't really understand, <laughs> understand his storyline there because he didn't want to put the prosthetics on. And the same thing with Jennifer Lawrence, but we'll get onto that in the next film. Um, and then Wolverine, that was it. And then you had Magneto. This should have been a this should have been a X-Men fully film where they do get to rip, let rip and expose themselves and do you know what I mean? They kind of they kind of get to expose their powers and for the whole audience to understand that this is what the X-Men are. And you're right, right at the start of the film, you see the interaction, you see the excitement, you see them um, using their powers against each other. I think I watched it just now where Blink is opening up portals and yeah. um, Iceman comes straight through and you've got Warpath coming through and you've got Colossus and it's, yes. it's, and you've got Sunspot. It's um, it's really, really, really well done. So you know mm. Brian Singer's got it in his locker to do that. but And it's the first time we've seen it in the first two films that he did. He mm. didn't do that at all. You had the, the first X-Men film, which was weak in his action. And then you had the second one where... Again, I, I I enjoy that Wolverine scene with Lady Deathstrike. I think that's very well done. Yeah, it's, it's not a a team fighting film. It's not. It's the first time we see he can do it, but then he kind of cops out at the end. Um, why, Joel? Why do you think? Why do you think he did that? Why do you think he he decided to not to go down that route of using it as a team battle or team fight? And you kind of went for the emotional, like anxiety thing of is Mystique going to kill? It was the focus on Mystique, wasn't it? It's, it's the Hunger the hunger Games is to blame, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, obviously, as you said last time, um, Jennifer Lawrence wasn't a big actress, actress, was she, when they had first class? And then they suddenly have realised, oh, my days, we've got a, um, a big-time actress um, yeah. down for, like, three, three films, basically. And they're like, oh, we need to shove her into the main focus, really. So it was... They got they got trigger happy with with their their gifts basically didn't they but um but yeah we have to mention though the quicksilver scene um, oh yes yeah. that's that's one scene which is uh, it, it elevates the film to be honest it's, it's definitely one of the best X Men scenes of all time one one could oh, say yeah. isn't it the the soundtrack they they chose the the use of power the oh just 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 uh, that yeah. scene man <laughs> <laughs> so good. No, that that scene that scene is absolutely fantastic, and it's and I remember watching it, and I was thinking, I was thinking in my head, the first time we get to see a, a proper speedster on, on screen, bar mm. Dash from Incredibles, but <laughs> not, and it's not the Flash, and this is, and it kind of like broke my heart a little bit. I was kind of like, oh, I wish they fulfilled on a Flash film before this came out because these use of powers and. The scene was beautifully shot. I think the sprinklers are coming down at the same time. Visuals are amazing, yeah. are absolutely brilliant. And again, it leads on to that. It, it takes place, um, I believe, in the Pentagon, and right. Magne- it's, a, it's basically a heist. They're trying to get Magneto out of uh, out of prison for um, apparently he's accused of uh, assassinating Kennedy. But um, he explains that he was actually a mutant and he tried to curve the bullet, uh, which feeds into so many like conspiracy theories and and um uh conspiracy theory videos and such so yeah i it was i thought that that scene was absolutely brilliant really really well done really well done but it was it was a gem in and mediocre film i think what do you think i i I, me personally i still i still rank it quite high to be honest uh it's uh, spoiler i'll probably say about seven out of ten 
it's compared to what, what we've had, um, the scenes, which we spoke about, the Quicksilver scene, the two two action scenes, yeah. just seeing who who Jackman, and uh, again, we mentioned about the period pieces, and it's, it's the 70s, but any any film where it's, it uses history, which you said, uh, history as a as a, a backdrop, is, is fascinating for me, and putting mutants in there, mm-hmm. I, I love that. And again, seeing Charles and, um, and Eric fighting the same fight but again not fighting it the same way it's yeah again i find that fascinating you know so it's got a lot of elements which i love in this film but a lot of elements i I hate again this focuses on focusing on one or two characters rather than a team uh no sentinels you know so it's poor choices but a good film in there somewhere so so, i mean matches in terms of um in terms of this in terms of this film did it when you when you finished watching it, what would you give out of ten? How does it hold up? Hold up today? Um, just just to bring it back to the the Quicksilver um, yeah comment, I remember X Men and Avengers: Age of Ultron. They were going head to head at that time, weren't they? With Quicksilver, yes, they were. Actually, because yeah. I remember in the they comments, were. everyone was saying, "Oh, um, Avengers Quicksilver is going to be way better." Look at look at the design of of him and everything, and it actually turned out where <laughs> the X one. Quicksilver was a lot better than the Avengers one, yeah. I felt anyway. Yeah. But um barring that from the Quicksilver and performances were were done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would I would probably give this film a six point two. I okay. I I really I really I can't watch this film. Honestly, I can't watch it's it's creeping up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, but <laughs> it's it's like those um you know those cartoons like Roadrunner where he's yeah. um where you're running and then they run off a cliff and then they don't realize they keep running <laughs> they keep running really and they don't realize they're, they're about to do a big dive down <laughs> and that's the, the film's going going forward now just uh, a big nose dive now to be fair. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> <laughs> okay, do you know, what, do you know what, my my score is not too 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 above yours uh, matches. Uh, mine's is six point five. Wow. Yeah, Whoa. it's six point five, and I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain why. I th- there are only a few film, few scenes that I enjoyed in that film, um, but I think what it really really lacked um, was a focus or a, a main villain. It was it became the Mystique show. And that's not what Days of Future Past is. Um, so yeah, six point five for me. But I mean, moving on to oh my God, <laughs> moving. <laughs> moving you on gave Days of Future Past six point five. What are you going to give this? Yeah, <laughs> moving, on to, move, moving on to this piece of shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, let me just set this set the stage. Days of Future Past. They set the timeline. So I'll go first on this one. For me. When they reset the time, <laughs> when you go first, you I'm gonna know go... you're gonna rip into it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna be too. too Pretty uh, true. Okay. There's there's a future past. Reset the timeline. So it basically restored, and that's one of my favorite parts of Days of Future Past is when Wolverine wakes up and you realize Cyclops is alive. Jeans alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all living in the school. Uh, Rogue has apparently got powers back because she's 
wearing her gloves. Beast, they Beast is there. Storm is there. Um, uh, Colossus is teaching. They're, they're all there. So you think, brilliant. They've restored and fixed the shit that they did in um, Last Stand. So you're like, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Great. We might actually get the next film they does. We might actually get an X-Men film. So just as comic book nerds and fans, we're excited for the next film. And then they announce it's Apocalypse. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> you can't you can't beat this. Like the X-Men are back and and they're going to introduce Apocalypse in the next film. So there's no there's no kind of way you can fuck this up. This Apocalypse <laughs> is, is the big bad. You, you have you have to fight him. You can't. There's no like melding with the future and melding with the past and using our minds and appealing to mystique's humanity there's none of that shit you have to fight him <laughs> then they announced oscar um oscar isaac as um apocalypse and i'm like i remember speaking to matches at the time and i was like matches yeah. was like no <laughs> not good, not good classic. and i was like Do you know what it's gonna be okay because it doesn't matter just like Josh Brolin, they're gonna do a CGI. Like they, they've got to do a CGI. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a it's a huge huge villain. He's the big granddaddy, and Matthews will go on about this. He's the granddaddy of the X Men, X Men villains. It come it always comes down to he's Ansabonor. He comes. He's the first one, the original. So they they have to use CGI. They then really. They then release the image and he's in prosthetics and he looks like Ivan <laughs> Ivan yeah. from Power Rangers. So I'm like, do you know what? It's okay. It'll be okay. I'm gonna watch the film and judge it based on just the film. I'm gonna leave my expectations at the door, which you should, and just watch the film. And I previously said that I pre- I previously said that um, Origins was probably our worst film. I actually went. Watched, I actually I actually watched this film recently in the ish pre- post art big mistake. This is the biggest pile of shit comic book film I've I've seen. I would I would and you know it's not even because if you if you're going to talk about quality, there are worse films out there. So you talk about Catwoman, Batman, and Robin. But for me, this is a personal insult to the X-Men. It's it, do you know what I mean? It's like they decided to put on lead shoes and kick you straight in the balls. It's it's an absolute it's an absolute joke. The disrespect to Apocalypse, the disrespect to the, the characters in this film. Uh, before I get too angry, I'll move on to um I'll move on to Joel for a bit of balance. <laughs> I know Mash is Mash is gonna rip into it, but the I, I really do not like this film. What they've done to, especially to Apocalypse, it shows a lack of, again, and this we said this about Brian Singer previously, it's a lack of comic book understanding of a character and thinking that you can throw things in and adapt it to your will by not giving him his correct powers, by not giving him the correct look, by not giving um Oster Isaac a stool to stand on so he looks tall, taller than five foot things like that yeah, are, are insulting but Joel please please go I told you I was gonna rip it but go <laughs> um not not much more to add to be honest but the I think 
the you you got me you, you hit on you hit the nail on the head when you said you were so excited at the end of um, Days of Future Past to have the original cast back, and then the the nature of the kids in our face. Um, so Sophie Turner. Because she's a hot, she's a good, look, good looking girl, man. Yeah, you know, like my ginger's like, <laughs> but, 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 um, I was waiting for you to say that. I was waiting to say <laughs> But I, such, such a bad actress, such a bad Jean Grey. Whoa, they, she's not a bad actress, no, Joel. She's a, she's a bad actress, man. Go, 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 this is another debate now, but go Game of Thrones, man. She's so wooden, so stiff. That's not the character. That's that's her acting, man. But, and it, but um, <laughs> my, my point being is that I didn't care about Jean Grey, I didn't care about Sackups, Angel, none of them. The only ones I cared about was Charles and, and Eric. And then they had Eric doing, I don't know what the hell he was doing, man. He was a bad guy for five minutes and then he's a good guy. So the only, the only one I cared about was was Charles. And then that's not enough to to be invested in. So in any of the fight scenes, I, I couldn't give a fuck, man. Maybe I was, maybe I was supporting the bad guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you, need, you need to have attachment to characters and this film didn't have it it doesn't have any good action scenes i can't i can't think any, anything good in this film apart from maybe Cyc- um cyclops the girl uh livia cole is it livia not livia coleman what's the girl you mean Psylocke. dialogue yeah that costume is, is hands down amazing you know so the <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah there's nothing good to say about this film really and that's bad that's for uh, apocalypse you know, again, I wasn't that impressed with the comic, but it's it's a massive apocalypse. Is the ba- the big bad as you said, isn't it? And then and then to fuck it up again, you know, it's wow. <laughs> it's just yeah, a massive fail failure by X Men and Fox. One hundred percent matches what I do. I, I didn't rip into it because I know you want to have your say because this is the first time they brought back Cyclops since Last Stand, also. Um, just throwing that in there too. Just rile him up a bit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's first time for Cyclops back. Apocalypse. What are your th- what's your thoughts? You know, I, I'm I'm going to be quite different. I think that they actually tried with this. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like honestly, I feel like I'm I'm in the Truman Show. Okay, let okay. me explain that. I feel like. They know exactly what I liked. <laughs> and everyone was just, just wanted to take a dump out of me on my views and what everything that I liked, everything I was talking about, saying, oh, it'd be really cool if they added Apocalypse CGI. It'd be really cool if Apocalypse was a, was a bad guy. And they listened to it and they thought, you know what? We've got a little voice recording. We're watching him. Everything that he likes, disregard it and do the a complete opposite of what he likes and just take a dump all over x-men <laughs> honestly oh, what man. the hell did they do to apocalypse honestly like i i can't get over it was it was so bad i actually don't think i've actually finished the film i started it and i thought okay you know like jay you made a good point that sometimes when you're bad you can actually verge on being good mm. in in the sense of batman and robin if you yeah. want to have a laugh, you can watch Batman and Robin and be like, oh, it's quite a it's quite a funny film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This there isn't they actually tried to make it bad. Honestly, I, I honestly think that they thought, you know what? Fuck this, I'm gonna make it bad. 
someone someone was uh was working probably working for marvel this is my conspiracy theory that i got on someone <laughs> someone was working for marvel and thought yeah let's we want to get Marvel, we want to get x-men back to fox so let's 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 create a film <laughs> where everyone's gonna <laughs> everyone's gonna hate fox after it and they're actually gonna think it's complete trash and then eventually it's the rights gonna go back to marvel because this was the stepping stone I think everyone, even Fox, was like, "Yeah, we we should we should surrender now and give the rights back to Marvel." Yeah, because after this film, it was absolute, honestly, absolute dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) Matches, you know, if this was the the stepping stone, this was basically them loading the gun. The next film after this, oh yeah, yeah. is them pulling the (laughs) chain, pulling the (laughs) chain. Honestly. Like, and it, it didn't, it didn't help. Honestly, like, all jokes aside, it didn't help with um, with Avengers. Um, I'm not sure if Thanos came out at the time. Um, no. or Thanos came on after, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just completely disregarded that the fact that it, it, it could happen. They could have done it CGI. Why they wanted to do it prosthetic and it just it didn't make sense. This is the one character where you want him to look almost like devilish you want him to be really you want to put fear in the person like even in the cartoons and this is a cartoon for kids yeah when he's in a room in the dark Mm. you are scared to be in the in the room with him you're like oh shit apocalypse is in here yeah Yeah. there's it's just honestly you get that little uh, like a a horror film vibe where you don't want to be in a room there's a cold sense to the room and that's, that's from a cartoon we get that. Like, mm-hmm. when I watched this film, and Jay, you mentioned it, it's, it's Power Rangers. Honestly, mm-hmm. this is one of the, the best villains. Not even, not even talking about X-Men here. We were talking about one of the top villains of all time. And he's just made out to be a joke. An yeah. absolute joke. Like, what the hell were they thinking, man? Honestly, like, they, they really took a piss of, on X-Men. And after this, I was glad. I was glad that they failed. I'm glad that they lost money. If people got fired, I was glad. If people <laughs> lost their jobs, I was glad. Anyone associated to this, anyone who was associated, wanted to put their name on this. I'm glad that it, it didn't go well. But honestly, so, it was a terrible, terrible film. Terrible uh, film. So, it's, yeah, it's definitely... Just, sorry, Joe, what are you going to say? I was just going to say, Jay, you, you've watched it recently. Is, is there any saving graces in this film? Any, I can't think of any good scenes. Only, the only, only saving grace, Joel. And credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. The end credits. But the only saving grace, I'd say, is Brian Singer went back and fixed what he messed up. Um, the intro, uh, what, what, Sorry, what was messed up in Origins with Wolverine escaping the Weapon X facility? Ah, uh, yes. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. only, only thing that I enjoyed from this film. And do you know what? Even the Quicksilver um, getting everybody out of the mansion. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching it in the cinema and I, was, I, I laughed in the cinema because there's, there's a few bits in there which are quite funny. But watching it again, you can tell they just used the same trope as the first. For, is, um, yeah, exactly. Lazy. It was lazy. It was. It was lazy. They wanted to find a way to include... Quicksilver, so they get, they added that scene in for him because it was such a big hit and it was such a it basically pushed Quicksilver's popularity way up. So they like let me let me include it. But apart from that, nothing else, Joel. Like the, the, the end fight scene. There's a there's a point in the end fight scene where Quicksilver 
isn't isn't known for any having any particularly enhanced super strength, but he's basically punching Apocalypse from oh, left to right, goodness. and Apocalypse isn't Apocalypse isn't his feet isn't on the ground, so he punches him, runs all the way on the side, punch, and he's and he's beating the shit out of Apocalypse, and that it was that was the point when I was like, they Brian Singer doesn't hasn't watched or read or had any interaction with this character. He basically liked the idea of the first mutant coming back. Yeah. Because he yeah. Could, because he could he could basically stamp down and go through the the um Egyptian her- uh, heritage and he did that at the start of the film. There was a, a massive action sequence right at the start of the film where they're trying to lock Apocalypse in. But apart from that, he left out key aspects of Apocalypse's power, his presence, his his overall look. Which is essential to the character. It, it's he's he's known as Apocalypse. He got the name and Subanor. He got the name of Apocalypse by massacring his his enemies and taking revenge on people that had killed not his family, but not his parents, but his family members. Um, that's where the origin of, of the name comes from. But he didn't seem to want to include that. And then they decided to do things like introduce the horse horseman. Um, and not even in the correct way either. Like Archangel, they used the guy from EastEnders as Archangel. Like little things like that. He just, you could tell he didn't, he didn't do his homework or research. And to be honest, I said we said this previously in the in the previous video. Definitely go back and watch it, guys. He he didn't appreciate or understand the original base of the X Men. I don't think he read any particular comic books before going in. And you sometimes get that. Like the, the director of um, WandaVision came out and said she didn't, she's never read a, a Wanda, a Wanda Maximoff comic book. And you can kind of see sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Matches will say it definitely doesn't for WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can put money on it that Brian Singer didn't read anything related to the X-Men or related to Apocalypse for this film. Um, anything you guys want to throw? I think there? he did, right? I think honestly, I think he did. <laughs> think he did. Uh, yeah, my conspiracy. He he did. <laughs> he did the complete opposite of what everyone wanted to see. Honestly, I don't. I, don't, I just don't think he's a director who's um, who's comfortable, and he, maybe he's not comfortable with dealing with um, CGI characters because he's he's never yeah, had any. True. He's never had any in his, any of his films. Even yeah. Night wow. Nightcrawler wasn't Beast. Uh, he didn't. He didn't direct Beast in Last Stand, but none of. But neither characters... did the Russo brothers. No, not, neither. They haven't before. You hire a team to do it. Yeah. Like mm. the Russo brothers, they never had any experience with with CGI. No. But you hire a team to help you out, and like, it's, it's honestly, this is one film that really, really gets me angry. Like, mm. honestly, because I feel like. Oh, I don't want to go into it, the, but yeah, the, <laughs> this one film that gets me so angry. What, what, what I will say, what I will say about the X Men film, just before we give our scores, and then we'll go on to um, Dark Phoenix. I want to hear Joel's thoughts on that, but <laughs> but um, what, one thing I will say is that, particularly with these X Men films, they don't necessarily come across as um, they're not traditional comic book films, and what I mean yeah. by that is. I think the basis of them isn't for comic book enjoyment or telling a comic book story. I think the basis of them, especially the first few, were to highlight particular social 
um, yeah. social points yeah. of view, such as um, people being ostracized and feeling yeah. different and outside from from the world. Um, that, if you look at most of the stories earlier on, they were particularly focused on that about the X Men yeah. just feeling just feeling ostracized and and different. The next generation, or the ones that we're discussing today, they try to make them more comic book relevant films. Mm. However, they failed. I think First Class did well, but bar that, I think they they necessarily failed because they didn't understand the like Marvel will take a comic book run, adapt it like Civil War, adapt yeah. it, mm. um, but they will get the political debates correct within it they will get yeah you see both sides and both points of view the heart of the x-men films you look at the previous one it was focused on jennifer lawrence you look at this one i i I can't tell you what the focus was on this film Mm. i can't there was no i I don't know what the the director was trying to go for at all Mm. Um, just sad I remember Storm being really bad in the film as well. I can't remember why I didn't like a bad accent. I think is it? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember why. The accent wasn't a very good African accent. Um, nothing to against the actress because she's a good actress, but yeah, the, it, it was throwing in Storm and Nightcrawler. Mystique again was in this film, but she couldn't be bothered to put the prosthetics on, and then they came out with some bullshit reason saying, "Oh, I feel um, I, I'm the one who saved the president in the previous film," and. I, I don't want to be the face of the blue. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, um, I don't want to be the, the face of hero, mutant heroes and just that kind of, just, do you know what? The, at that point, she didn't even want to be in the franchise. So she should have mm. just fucked off. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It, it's just, we didn't need, yeah. we didn't need that. But anyway, before we keep, we go on again, um, scores, uh, matches go. Um, before we go into scores, I think you, you put up a really, really, um, good point to be fair about being ostracized I think I think you hit the nail on the head I think with Brian Singer I think he took it as a personal vendetta I mm. mean I mean it's quite out there that he is actually um, he's gay yeah. and I felt that he made the film about his own experiences that maybe he felt ostracized um, being a gay um, gay director um, yeah. and he, in, in a sense there was a real big push for that in, in the films, whereas there's more to X-Men than them just being ostracized. Um, but mm-hmm. I felt like he, he made the whole films, the starting about that. And then in the new generation of films, he sort of tried to backtrack on that and try to rebuild on top of something that he's made, he didn't do correctly. And they've always just been on the back foot, I feel, with the X-Men, instead of actually focusing on the characters and the storylines he's just sort of sort of implemented his own little views into it and i thought maybe that's why i, I just I don't like the film to be fair he's just it's yeah. sort of his own experiences instead of actually the the comic books that and the the characters yeah i think i did see an interview where he, he did mention that and he mentioned in, in in the sense of um him bringing his own his own real life perspective of being gay yeah. and trying to use use the original cause of Xavier and, and Charles for um, black rights also um, yeah include it and if you do look at the first two two films especially especially the first one with rogue in it 
um, it was it was very focused on being different, and there were a lot of conversations about it. Um, Joel's trying to think. There were a lot of was, yeah. Sorry, Joel. Was there any black characters in, in the first X Men One and X Men Two? Bar, no. Bar Storm. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, Storm. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. Just it was just Storm. That was it. So yeah. It was, it was just it was just Storm. But apart from that, no. And you, you're right. It, it, he he did try and in, in, involve that and used the X-Men and took certain parts of their story and what he wanted and put it onto the first two, two films, two films. And then the next generation, you could see he had to, or wanted to try and involve more of the comic book aspect of it. Yeah. But he, he just didn't understand it. And especially with apocalypse, he had no concept of what the hell was going on with that. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the thing about Kevin um Kevin Spacey Kevin Feige isn't it? He's um guy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming back though isn't he? But anyway yeah, he got the, a um, job, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he, Kevin um Kevin oh, I guess basically Kevin Feige yeah. he's a massive fan of the comics isn't he? He's yeah. a massive massive geek. Uh, even Josh Josh Whedon as well bless his heart. <laughs> but he's he was yeah. he was a, he's a geek isn't he? And then yeah. uh, by the sounds of it Brian Brian Singer wasn't fan of the source material no that's that's the difference that's the thing it, when when you when you understand the source material and I, and i've had problems with Zack snyder previously for this topic but i no one can deny he's not a geek like you know no oh one yeah 100 no yeah. one can deny that he doesn't know his the source material uh, he could put you could probably sit at a table with him and talk for hours about comic books yeah and i could put you could probably do that with kevin, uh, kevin feige um zach snyder joss whedon do you, do you know what I mean the Russos? I'm guessing also from what they've done. Um, yeah. That whenever I've seen them interviewed and they're discussing the films they've done, they always strongly refer back to the comics. So I'm guessing also the Russos. I can't imagine sitting on a table with Brian Singh and him talking me talking about his favorite X Men run and his favorite X Man and and the storylines and the depth or anything in terms of that. Like I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a fucking Scooby Doo. On what's going on, but <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. It, it's it just comes across if you if you understand the, the the comics or you understand or have a great appreciation for it. Um, I think that really does help when you're making this kind of content. Um, mm. but yeah, sorry, score before it runs on too long. Um, sorry, yeah, yeah. so score, I would give it a one, and that I'll give it a one sheerly for the fact that I, I don't think I can give it a zero. Um, yeah. but if I could, I would give it a zero, honestly. There's nothing in the film that I would be like, Yeah, that well done, guys. Um, anything maybe there's something behind the scenes that someone did something good, but apart from that, anything on screen that I saw, definitely, personally, definitely I not like the it. makeup or special effects, but yeah, yeah, may, yeah, yeah. maybe as Joe yeah. mentioned, Psylocke, um, that was okay, <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, <laughs> not good, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, no, no. Well said, matches there. I, I don't think any film deserves zero because uh, there's so, pe- so many people doing props, designs, costume design, music. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. I give it a one because of the hard work of the people. Again, the costumes is good, and yeah, the music I'm sure is good as well. So yeah, just 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 one, unfortunately. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll give it a one also. <clears throat> Um, exactly, exactly the same same reasons. Uh, if I, like you mentioned, you asked great question earlier, Joel. Positives of the film. I, I say again, I'd say the getting to see what was messed up in um, in Origins 
Wolverine escaping the Weapon X facility. Apart from that, maybe Magneto's family dying. Um, that was an emotional f- scene. Where I can't remember it at all. I can't remember either. Yeah, he's, no. yeah, he's, hi- he's hiding in Poland, and um, he's he's working at a a um, he's got a daughter and a wife, and he's working at a a, a factory or a plant, and I think something falls down, and he moves it out of the way and saves somebody, and then he's looking oh, around to see, yeah. if, to see if anybody noticed. Uh, that he saved them he goes home and um he goes home speaks to his wife and his daughter and his, his daughter's a mutant he then goes back to goes back to work and the police basically storm his house and um say where is magneto because he's on the run from what happened in days of future past and his daughter basically gets scared and her mutant powers activate and they shoot her dead and that's that his that scene of and that's that, that's down to the um the actor the, the scene is very very powerful and, and well done but apart from that in, in the film that's it there's nothing else this this film's a disgrace but um we'll get, we'll get on to um the last film within the franchise and again anybody's watching we're not doing deadpool because deadpool's not the same continuity even though these films aren't continuity themselves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get we'll get on to um, Joel's favourite film. Um, I want to hear, 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 hear your thoughts on uh, on dark on dark phoenix. Um, what do you think, Joel? Yeah, well, I, I guess this. I, I hate this film. Really hate it. Yeah, but again, it deserves a one. But I think the reason I hate it is because of the lead up to what we <laughs> the journey we, we we went on to get to this stage and yeah. I I rewatched the um, some of the action scenes and and you mentioned it before like um, Apocalypse was a days of you, you said it before Jay and it but the action scenes in one of the films they're not terrible are they and they're not the worst film ever made um, that belongs to Catwoman but Catwoman's got its own rights isn't it like yeah. good, good parts but for the fact of I don't care about the characters the the, the journey of where we came the fact that they they're doing Dark Phoenix again. And the same guy doing it again, uh, and a, a rookie director. Uh, there's so much uh, shit. Like, they, just, they just didn't need to do it, really. And the to have Mystique, the, the, the death scene, and uh, I just got. It's. I, I, I wish I was more articulate, but the no. there's it's just so much unnecessary uh, shit in this film, really, and it. It just didn't need to happen there. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't get the words, guys. To be honest, it's no, just, you're, you're spot on. Um, I just didn't care. Need, I think, I don't think the director cared at that point, Joe. I think Fox had checked out uh, <laughs> with, with, with the X Men. I mean, wait, Max, wait. yeah, sorry. It's, it's some, you said it then. They, they, they did, Fox didn't care because they gave they gave a, a director who's never directed before a chance to do this film. No. Yeah. And the same guy who was like the sidekick um, in, in Last Stand, so he's he's already had a go at doing Last Stand, and then they give him another go to do this Dark Phoenix saga, which no one, no one wanted to see anyway. No. And then uh, it, there's so much trash in this film, and then Jessica Chastain, what what's her character doing? And then, oh man, man, I, yeah, I, I hate this film. They butchered it, and they and they didn't even. Um... They didn't even, and again, this is this comes back to understanding of the comics. They didn't even have the uh, the decency to, because I think Jessica Chastain's character was supposed to be Lalandra um, um, from the Federation Shi'ar Empire, but I think they kind of just backtracked and they just 
made her some generic alien character um, in the film, which didn't need to be done. Nobody asked for Dark Phoenix again. Oh. But, but do you know what, Joel? Same thing they did with Jennifer Lawrence. They realized, oh, shit, we've got Sophie Turner. Yes. Who, at the time, it was it was around about the coming towards the end of Game of Thrones or yeah. just a season before the end of Game of Thrones. Shit, we've got a big actress here. Let's give her her own feature film in the focus. And they brought forward um, they brought forward Dark Phoenix straight from the film. So they did it from um, from Apocalypse and then brought did Dark Phoenix. And you're you're right. There's no there's nothing in this film that's that's even. I mean, I, I might have to give this a, a, a 0. 0.5 because <laughs> it's just a nothing film. It's just bland. Nothing, nothing. There's absolutely nothing good about this film. Nobody wants to be there. Yeah. Um, mm. Jennifer Lawrence had completely checked out. They killed her off in the first 10, 15 minutes of the film. Um, Cyclops and the gene relationship. Nothing's going on there. And again, I have to say this too. Not every film has to have Magneto. Like Magneto is a fantastic in-depth layered character, but he didn't need to be in Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. He didn't need to be in this film. He didn't even really need to be in Days of Future Past. I get the yin and yang, but he doesn't. I did not need to be in Last Stand. That he, you don't have to include Apocalypse or sorry Magneto in every single X Men movie. And this is yeah. where they go wrong. They throw in stars and characters and try and work the script around oh so what can we do with magneto in this film what kind of aspect can we add to magneto in this film mm. is he essential to your story no leave him out and bring him back for a later film and that's the that's the problem with these x-men films um ma- matches did you watch this film or did you just <laughs> yeah no um there's a there's an old saying um that that probably sums it up for me. It's um, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> shame on me. And honestly, uh, after watching Apocalypse, after being disappointed for how many years with X Men, there was no way in hell, there, there's no way I was going to give money to the cinema for this film. I saw it and I thought, you know what? I can see this a mile off being dog crap. I'm not going to watch this. No way. I did the same thing with Spider Man Three after Spider-Man 3 and I, I worked my hopes up for something so good and then it was just terrible I never want to see in the cinema um, The Amazing Spider-Man um, 1 and then because I thought you know what they're going to let me down again and then number 2 came out even though Joe loves that film I was like yep oh, I knew they would I knew they would come back to that no. and back to their ways and the same thing with X-Men I knew they just would they, they wouldn't do a proper X-Men film. So I, I didn't even watch the film, to be fair. I don't Until, Yeah. I don't yeah. blame you whatsoever. Um, it was it was a bad film. It was a nothing film. Yeah. Nobody cared. I'm glad that yeah. Fox lost the X-Men because they. I don't think they realised what they had. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They don't... They've got a gem and a gold... They had a gold mine of amazing characters. I think they... So Sorry. I think that they actually did realize what they had. I think that was the the issue, though. I felt it was uh, more of a greed, where you know, Fantastic Four, mm. you have to, you have to, you have to make the make a film within a certain years, or otherwise the rights go back, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I felt that they knew they had something good, but they didn't have the capability to make something 
So they were just turning out crap year after year just to keep the rights because they knew that they were, they had a gem there. And if you went back to Marvel, Marvel would do it right. So I think in turn, they were, they were literally just, okay, what well, we're almost due. Our contract's almost up. Let's just turn out anything, honestly. Put it out there so we wouldn't have to give it back. And eventually, it just didn't work out. Um, no. I, I you, actually dis- you can't. What's that? I actually disagree with you. I, I, really? I think they, I, I think they did. Try? I think the d- directors, I, I, again, I think Fox did towards the end think, yeah, like, oh, fuck, really. But the, I think the directors <laughs> all tried. But I think we said Brian Singer just didn't love the source material. Yeah. And then the other guy from Dark Phoenix, he, he was a first time director, and which Jay said, he he knew he had Sophie Turner. Let's just make the focus all about her. Yeah, I think yeah. that was spot on. I, I just I just don't think they had a clue on, on what to do. Really, they they yeah they didn't. They, it's kind of a it's kind of a different situation to to DC, but it's a, a ship without a captain. They, they, there was no yeah. overall overall direction or what they wanted to do. And I guess you're both right in a certain sense. They mm. they 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 wanted they needed. To, you're correct, matches. They needed to get films out as quickly as possible before they. That was probably the studio, isn't it? Yeah, that's the that's the studio. The, the people I don't know who was in charge of the X Men Fox films at the time, but it, if they'd done it properly, and they could have had a franchise where you can have the X Men, but then you could have different franchises spinning off from the X Men, kind of like Marvel. And I, I guarantee you, within the next ten years, Marvel will be doing this. It won't be. You'll have the Avengers still there or in the background. How they deal with removing the Avengers as the main focus is going to be really interesting because when you've got the X Men there and then you've got the Fantastic Four there, then you've got the Eternals and then you've got the Avengers. I don't know how Marvel will handle that, but eventually X Men will be the cornerstone of yeah of Marvel, along yeah. with the Fantastic Four there. And you'll have a few Avengers on the side, so you're gonna have yeah. all, you're gonna have all of them together at some point. Yeah. Um, Fox could have dealt done that; they could have had a cornerstone of X Men if it was done correctly. Mm. But they had these characters; they didn't know what to do with them. They went down the wrong path and they messed up. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you you said your score was one, Joel, <laughs> for this film. Um, yeah, for the same reasons as 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 um, the last one, really, <laughs> really. But yeah, yeah, te- absolutely terrible film. Yeah, for everything we've said, it, it's a it's a disgrace. No one, no one, no one wants to be there. Not one person. No. Um, it's just a paycheck for even for the director. Uh, director tries, isn't it? But, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's bad, man. It's very bad. Man. It's very bad. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'll give it also. I'll give it also a one. But um, we're gonna wrap up. Um, but I just want to ask you guys, because this is our, our final episode on, on the X-Men. Um, if you had to rate the Fox franchise out of 10, how do you, do you, what would you give it? And do you think they failed as a franchise? Um, I'll go to, I'll go to matches first and let Joe have a think. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, and I'm pretty sure you're going to get a quick answer from matches, but matches, out, of, yeah. out of 10, <laughs> what, what do you, um, would you give the X-Men franchise from Fox? Be All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I'll be kind. I won't use it doing a mathematical <laughs> analysis because obviously we've got, I've, my, all of my scores have been sort of, Six six is the highest, so therefore mathematically it can never be above six. 
So, <laughs> but um, I, I would probably give it. Yeah, <laughs> I would just, I would probably just give it. I'm trying to be generous. Say I'm really, I'm really, I'm really trying to give it a, a high score. But I can only, I can only scrape, scrape. I'm talking about scraping the barrel here for two. I'll give it a two. <laughs> before you give, you say that as a official score oh does this include wolverine it includes logan yeah so this is everything oh, okay okay, okay, and okay. Bar, bar deadpool because deadpool will just push it straight out for me but okay fair enough then if we're, if we're talking about here the first three x-men films and the last three x-men films removing logan removing wolverine actually only removing those two then I'll give it a two. I'll give the whole everything else number a two. But including those two films, I'll give it a six. Those oh, two man. films I really did like, yeah. Okay. Shit, man. Yeah. Okay, Joel, you ever think? Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, I give I give it a seven. Um I think Whoa. Yeah, man. I think it's seven. You think back to what well, at the time, man, when X-Men One and X-Men Two came out, we didn't have anything superhero wise we had the cheesy fantastic four um so this this it, i guess i said it last video didn't i without this these films we wouldn't have got the dark knight we wouldn't have got man of steel so just for that fantastic you know I'd definitely give it a seven and again the logan you know how much i love that this these films gave us wolverine um two ver- two amazing versions of charles two amazing versions of, of eric Mystique and the original ones. There's so many good characters I could go on. Um, good, a lot, some good films in there as well. Again, there's a lot of disaster films, but for what the, the superhero it did, what it did to the superhero genre, for the Logan in particular, yeah, I give it a seven, man. I think it was a success, and I, I, I think financially as well, it probably was a, a success. Okay, um, I'm quite surprised, Joe. You give it quite a high score. Um, oh. Yeah, hopefully, no, uh, yeah. no, no, you're right. There, there are some really good points. Um, for me, Logan, the Wolverine, X2, I think there's some yeah. of the casting has been fantastic. Um, I have to say, a uh, Hugh Jackman, um, Patrick Stewart, um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, Ian McKellen, and even the new generation, Charles Xavier. I can't, I can't jump. James McAvoy in it. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name who plays Magneto, but he's Michael Fassen. Michael Fassen, the thing. Yeah. Brilliant casting. Um, few gems in there. Nightcrawler. Uh, what yeah. well, Nightcrawler White House scene? I, I always talk about that because it's phenomenal. Um, the guy from Frasier who plays um, Hank McCoy, I'll throw that in there also. Um, Quicksilver, um, yeah. Pentagon. So there have been some really good moments in the film again look to going towards the bad they they've butchered some real characters in there they've misunderstood misunderstood they've shit on childhood dreams and and yep. the, they, they they have they have we have we have joe we have to be honest they, they've completely <laughs> shit on childhood dreams and memories for, for a lot of people mean me matches and i'm sure some of yep. what you expected during the use of of rogue and just yeah. uh, the apocalypse one was one that I could not forgive. That's when I, I officially gave up on the franchise. Yeah. The franchise. Yeah. Anyone who's made it this far into the podcast is an expert fan. 
let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they, everyone hates X Men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah, if you, exactly. Thank you very much for listening, guys. But um, yeah, it's this we they really struggled and didn't understand what they had. From my point of view, I don't think they knew what they had. And if I have to rate it, I'll probably go in between both of you. Um, I'll probably give it a six point five. Um, just simply for for those reasons. I think they've they misused the characters. They could have if they if if they removing Logan and Wolverine and a few of those bits, it probably would have been a three or two. Um Okay, cool. I was gonna ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, removing those bits, it would have been a three or three or a two. If that if it's based on the last two movies they did, it's they're lucky to scrape a zero. Um <laughs> 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 yeah it's it, it's it's bad it's bad oh, but man. anything you guys want to add add at all i'm guessing you, you you think it was a failure or you gave your scores so joel you think it was an overall success then yeah definitely yeah uh, for, for the things i've said in here financially for the characters we got um for what it did for the superhero genre yeah i think definitely a success really yeah but joel i, f- I feel mm. like you're your views are, are for other people where you're saying it, it was financially, it was good. I mean, I'm talking about for you. Um, what was your, your attribute, but did you get a, did you get a sense of fulfillment of, yeah, you know what? I, I feel satisfied by this film. I'm, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a guy, man. You, you give me a glass. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so happy. I got Logan, X-Men 1, yeah. X-Men 2, you know what I mean? Um, so I'd rather see the positive than the negative in it. But yeah, it's, we spoke about the, the, the terrible, like the last ones were horrendous, but, but we still got, for me, we still got to have some good shit, you know, but um, yeah. 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 Good question. Good question matches. Okay guys. So um, the most important thing is what do you think? Leave your comment below. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, we, we are back and we'll be back on a weekly basis. Um, I'm going to have my Superman and Lois reviews coming out this weekend along with The Flash, but nobody cares about The Flash um, out, <laughs> out, 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 out this weekend. Um, comment, subscribe, um, all that good stuff. Make sure you share. Thank you for everyone who's downloading on um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that good stuff. Thank you for people who've stuck with us and still continue to watch the videos. So we will be back with another episode. Um, I'm your boy, Jay, and I'm being here with my two amazing co-hosts, Joel and Matches. Um, until next time. <laughs> Yes.